fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the show. It is a Monday, starting off a brand new week, getting you into high gear, getting you excited for a whole nother one. Let's get ready to rock and roll. What do you say? how we do things here on the program trying to give you that dose of adrenaline it's like that shot of energy drink whatever you want to call it trying to get to you whatever gets you excited that's what we're here to do on the program welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country radio tv live streaming and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you thanks for hanging out with us today on the show we got a lot to get to james bradley We had him on right before the holidays, all the holiday season. We had him on the show to talk about his run. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of California. He is also a veteran, also been working really hard trying to get individuals, uh, the last few individuals that we can out of Afghanistan since the government's essentially just deserted them. We'll talk with him at the bottom of the hour on that issue. He's also got, just like last time, another guest to join us as well with kind of a roundtable discussion to discuss some of the legislation out of washington dc are they still working on it are they aware of this issue in any way shape or form in washington dc and what can we do to understand and try and help out that cause as well so we'll talk with james bradley coming up at the bottom of this hour until then hopefully you had a great weekend it was great uh, i was it's actually a little bit warmer again here in the plains state wherever you may be i don't know what the temperature's like it's been such a weird fluctuation back and forth it's been really cold and really warm it was like 60 degrees not quite 50 60 degrees in the wichita area over the weekend so we ended up taking the christmas lights down now i told you (laughs) during the holiday season we put up the christmas lights and it was like 70 degrees and i told my wife i am never putting up christmas lights again during the holidays for christmas on the roof or around outside anywhere unless i can do it my shorts and t-shirt because it was perfect this weekend i loved it so this weekend we took down the lights and i gotta say It was funny because we were boxing everything up, putting everything together. We have a shed in our backyard where we end up putting all of the uh, decorations for all the different holidays. So while we were putting in the Christmas stuff in there, trying to rebox stuff up, reorganize things, put things in, Mrs. Voice of Reason, she goes, all right, well, while you're in there, put in the Christmas stuff and bring out the Valentine's Day. Yes, she likes to decorate for Valentine's Day. Kind of cute. And the St. Patrick's Day, because, yes, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day, one of the greatest holidays of the entire year. And she goes, take out the tubs for the Valentine's and for St. Patrick's Day. So, all right, that's cool. Whatever. We're putting stuff in there, taking stuff out, moving things around, doing all over. I get just about all of the Christmas things into the shed and realize the tub for the St. Patrick's Day stuff is at the very back of the shed. And so have to undo everything again, take it all back out, grab the tub for the St. Patrick's Day to be able to put it near the front of the shed. So that way, when we're ready here in the next month or so, we can actually start decorating for St. Patrick's Day. And she looks at me and shakes her head. And Andy, you had one job, man, one job to put the Christmas stuff away and to get out the holiday stuff for the next one. I guess that's two jobs, but still one job, man. And you failed miserably. Kind of like what Democrats do on a daily basis. You have one job, man, and you fail miserably. 
Right, Joe Biden? Come on, man. Oh, really? Come on. I, I can't be that mean already, can I? Stop it. Stop it now. <laughs> That's right. So we have a headline coming out of New York City now. Now, we told you this is going to be the priority right off the bat. They don't have an agenda. They don't have a platform. They have nothing as a success to actually run on for the Democrats. So what do they do? They have to run on elections to change election law to make it easier for their illegal constituents, a.k.a. unregistered voters, illegal voters, undocumented citizens to be able to get registered to vote so that way they can swing elections. Well, they're not wasting any time, both at the federal level and at the local levels. Look, Democrats are starting to catch on. I know we make fun of them. We poke fun of the political partisanship. I'm not really a political partisan kind of guy. It's more of an ideology that we live by as opposed to political parties. But this is kind of the generalized way to sum it up on what we believe on each side. Democrats and progressives are starting to catch on that if you do things at the local level, it's tougher to get rid of them. The way it was for the longest time was we've had Republicans and conservatives that do things at the local levels. That's why three-quarters of the governorships in the country are Republican. That's why three-quarters of the state legislature across the country are Republican. That's why a lot of cities, eh, we struggle with cities. But at the statewide levels, we do very well. We do a lot of really good grassroots campaigning. We do a lot of really good stuff at the local levels, at the state levels, because we understand federalism with these states versus federal rights and the duties of the government entities based on that size. They're starting to catch on. And they're start, Democrats and progressives are starting to realize if you do things at the local level and a few other places start doing them at the local level, it becomes more socially accepted. Then you can grow from there to where the federal government eventually says, well, everybody's doing it. I guess it's okay. Here's what I mean. They've done it with Second Amendment issues for a really long time. Even though the federal government, Second Amendment, obviously says you have the right to keep and bear arms and it shall not be infringed, period, end of story. There's no clause. There is no second part to that. You have the right to keep and bear arms, period, end of story. So what do cities do? Well, we're going to put in citywide bans. We're going to ban it within city limits. You can't go into public buildings. You can't do certain things. What was it? Deerfield, Illinois tried to ban AR-15s because they tried to make a political statement there. And while they try, they fail miserably because we take them to court and we show them, no, you're not allowed to do these things. Well, now they're trying it with a new issue that is the election laws. Obviously, they're still trying it at the federal level with their H.R. 3 or their voting rights, liberty, stupid, whatever bill they try to call it to make it sound all fluffy. When it really is, hey, we're going to centralize election law. You can't have anything at the local level or statewide level that infringes upon the regulations that we have. And even if you try and put in voter ID, that's some type of infringement upon voting rights and therefore you're not allowed to do so. They're still trying it. It's not going to happen unless they get rid of the filibuster, which Republicans, don't you dare. Don't you do it. You already tried to suspend it for the Build Back Better plan. Don't you do it for the H.R. 3. Because that would take things to another level of anger and frustration among Republican voters. But they're also starting it now at the local level. Here's what I mean. Axios today came out with the New York City mayor now allowing non-citizen voting bill to become law. And it takes effect of, excuse me, as of Sunday this weekend, this coming up week. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I don't quite know that they grasp the concept of federalism, and I really don't know that they grasp the concept of the state's rights versus city rights as well. Now, every state's different. I get it, and you can have flexibility with your own cities or with your own city to a degree, but come on, man. Just like how I end up messing up putting in Christmas decorations in the shed 
at the beginning, you know, it, trying to get out the new holiday stuff, put in the old holiday stuff, and have to reorganize it because the stuff I need in the very back of it. You had one job, Andy, one job this weekend, put in the Christmas decorations, take out the St. Patrick's Day celebration stuff. Democrats, come on, man. You have one rule, one rule, and that is that citizens are the only people that are allowed to vote. Not just because you're a resident of a city doesn't mean that you have the right to vote. Yes, you still pay taxes. Yes, you can still partake in society. Uh, unfortunately, whether you're an illegal alien or it's because just you're here on a, a visa or a work visa or a student visa or whatever you're here for, whether you're here legally or illegally, doesn't matter. You have to be a naturalized U.S. citizen in order to vote. You have one job. And you have one rule and one stipulation for it, according to the U.S. Constitution. I don't think they grasp this concept. Now, they've always had this battle, and I love discussions about federalism. And for those that don't know what federalism is, the states' rights versus the federal rights on what we allow the federal government to take care of and what we do at the statewide level. And they don't quite grasp this concept because while we say that illegal immigration is bad and while you're not allowed to have illegal immigration because it is a federal duty to discuss on who's allowed to come into the country, the stipulations for you to be able to come into the country, immigration uh, foreign policy, foreign relations, which falls under the immigration category because they're foreigners coming to the nation, falls under federal stature. And while the federal statutes say that you have to abide by a certain policy, then you have states like California and other progressive states that are like, well, we're just going to become sanctuary states. To our illegal aliens, come on over. We're just going to have this sanctuary state. That You don't have the right to do that. You have a lot of right to do a lot of things as a state. You can set environmental policy if you want, like California, where you have the largest EPA system at a statewide level out of any other out of any other states. You have the right to do that. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But you have the right to do it. If you raise taxes at a statewide level, you have the right to do it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. That's why I don't live in those states. But you have the right to do it. You do not have the right to say that you're a sanctuary state for illegal aliens because it's a federal matter. Second Amendment issues. Second Amendment says you have the right to keep and bear arms and it shall not be infringed, period, end of story. Now, you can set some type of guidelines, I guess, at the statewide level, but overall, you have the right to keep and bear arms, period, end of story. You don't have a right as a state to say, we're just going to ban guns. You don't have the right to, sorry, you have a lot of rights as a state. You don't have a right to do that. On the issue of voting... You don't have the right at the federal level to change the basic. Again, one rule, one simple policy. You have to be a U.S. citizen in order to vote. You don't have the right to change that. You don't have the right to change it at the federal level. You definitely don't have the right to change it at the state level. And you certain as you know what don't have. I got to be a little more FCC PC here. You certainly don't have the right to change that at a level that even abridges the state law. Now, of course, this law coming out of New York City where they say it's going to take effect on Sunday this week and individuals can start voting as as of 2023, that's of course going to be challenged in court. And of course, if we have any type of common sense in any way, shape or form, it's going to get shot down because you don't have the right to say that non-citizens, people that are here illegally or people that have not been naturalized into the U.S. to become a United States citizen do not have the right to vote. Now, I'm not a constitutional lawyer. I'm not a constitutional expert. I know basic constitution law, constitutional law, and I know what it says, and we can interpret it our own ways, but here's what it says. I mean, it, there's really not a whole lot of references 
in the U.S. Constitution for elections, except for a couple places. Number one, the 15th Amendment, the right of citizens of the United States to vote to, uh, the right of you citizens of the United States. Again, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Meaning, everybody gets to vote, regardless of your race, your color, your creed, anything, even if you were a slave, as long as you are a U.S. citizen. Don't know why that's so difficult. 14th Amendment, we could reference that one. All persons born or naturalized in the U.S., born in as a automatic naturalized citizen or a naturalized U.S. citizen and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Again, you have to be here legally to be accepted into the jurisdiction of, because if you're here illegally, you didn't accept the jurisdiction of. Common sense. Are citizens of the United States and the states wherein they reside, and no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Again, you have the right to vote. But let's go even before the amendments and look at the basic Constitution, where they try to play that they have the right to maneuver and change things around. Article 1, Section 4. The times, places, or manner of holding elections for senators or representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, but Congress may at any time by law make any such alter alt, or alter such regulations except to the places of choosing senators. Because at that time, we didn't choose senators. The times, places, or manner of holding elections. That's it. That's all you can change at the federal level. Times, places, or manner. You don't get to change who gets to vote. You only get to change the times, the locations, or how you get to vote. That's it. Lots more of this coming up when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's wild to see, and what's frustrating about all this and these issues is that it's so basic and common sense. We don't need some crazy law expert that's been studying it for the last 30 years to try and break down their interpretation. It says it right here. The basic. This is why... The Constitution was written by individuals who were just farmers, who were people who obviously were smart and intelligent, and they knew their stuff, they knew philosophy, and they knew how to write these things properly. But it was a document of the people, by the people, for the people, which is why it's very plain dry here. It's cut and dry. This is what we do. This is how we do things. These are the limitations on government. This is what states are allowed to do. But when we start saying, hey, we're going to completely ignore all of it, and we're just going to have non-citizens voting in the elections in New York City, you can't do that it doesn't make any sense now of course we're going to take it to court hopefully we come out with the right decision on this one and that would have an implication moving forward one way or the other based on how the courts come out again relying on the court system to make the decisions for us which there's been a lot of people talking about how really the uh, third branch of government that judicial branch is really the most most powerful branch of government that we have because we rely on it so much every little stupid thing these brain-dead left-wing progressive hacks that think they can get away with anything. They try to push the buttons. They try to push the envelope. They try and redraw the line in the sand at a little bit different uh, level. And then we have to correct them And because they try to test it. And eventually, they bend the system. They break the system. They push and they push and they push and they push until it just becomes an accepted norm. And then, well, you know, that document, that Constitution thing, totally out of line, totally outdated right now. States have the right to set how they verify. There's one stipulation to vote. You got one job, man. You make sure that they're a U.S. citizen. That's all the Constitution says in numerous different places. In the 14th, in the 15th Amendment, and then Article 1 and Section 4. You got one stipulation. You have one guideline. Make sure you're a U.S. citizen. That's it. That's all you got to work. It's up to the states to decide how to verify that. Which is why many states are going through. They want to make sure there's no double voting. They want to make sure they got some voter ID laws on the books. Candace, where I'm at here in my flagship station, we had some of the most stringent voter ID laws in the country, and it was amazing. Some of them are started to back off a little bit because the courts didn't like it. I thought they were amazing. I thought they were great, and I wish that we continued those on, and I wish that many other states would use it as an example to do the same thing. When you go and register to vote... You show a proof. You show your birth certificate. You show your citizenship papers. You show your your uh, your passport. Your your some type of photo ID. You show something. It's not that difficult. You get registered. You're all great. You get a voter card. I got my voter card. They didn't. They never like wanted to prove it or anything when I actually went to vote. But I had it. So in case they wanted to see it, I had it right there. Boom. Yes, I'm registered to vote. It's awesome. You can go through the red tape. It's okay. But instead. Now we have New York City trying to pass non-citizens being able to vote, which, by the way, would add almost a million people to their voting rolls. They try to centralize everything to where states that are passing these that have the legal right to do so, by the way, federal government's coming in saying, uh-uh, I don't want you to have that right. I'm going to water it down. I'm going to centralize it. I'm going to make sure you don't do or implement these things because we want our voter base to have as much quote-unquote, access as possible is in, like, six-month early voting, <laughs> which is, I mean, they're pushing this ridiculous garbage. Same-day voter registration. Look, you know the election's coming up. Here's your forewarning. It is January 10th of 2022. We have until November for the midterm elections. You can go and get registered right now. 
any place you are in the country. You can go. You can go to the uh, go to the courthouse. You can go to the voter registration office. You can go to wherever they have it in your local community. You can go and you can get registered at this moment and make sure that you're prepared for the midterm elections coming up in November. You have that ability. But according to the Democrats, we need all the way up to same-day voter registration because it's not enough time. Six months out, ten months out, not enough time to get registered to vote. This is how loony they are. Completely ignoring the Constitution, completely ignoring the rights of the states. to be, Look, if you don't like how the states are doing it, then go to another state. Go live in another state. No, it's not good enough. As long as U.S. citizens have the right to vote and they're not infringing on that, then there's no issues, there's no legal complicate, there's no problems whatsoever, but it's not good enough for them. That's their focus going into this new year, and it's kind of sad, isn't it? Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, that's what we do. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's the way we roll here on this show. It's a lost cause sometimes on some ears. It falls on the deaf ears. But nonetheless, we try to promote it, trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Thanks again. I want to do a uh, welcome to the OpsLens team. Live streaming on their website, OpsLens.com. OpsLens app as well. You can download that. Watch us on the live stream that they have on their social media. Got a lot of comments, a lot of feedback from that one. So welcome to you guys. Kind of a new show. We're, what, second week now? Third week that we're on there? We really started in between the holiday stuff. That's kind of test run, make sure it was all good. But now we're back into post-holiday mode and getting into our normal routines. We're seeing numbers climbing and doing awesome there. So that's awesome. Welcome aboard. We love you guys as well. Plus all of our radio affiliates and TV affiliates. And uh, the year is just beginning on that front. So lots to get to. By the way, as we kind of wrap up this election conversation real quick, (laughs) while they try and say Republicans are so bad because they're passing these laws, which we have the right to do, as long as we don't infringe on people's right to vote. Citizens right to vote. You can set the stipulations any way you want to. We read the Constitution, 14th Amendment, 15th Amendment, Article, what is it? Article 1, Section 4, that you have the right. Other than the ones, you got one job, man. Make sure they're a U.S. citizen. States, you can set up uh, your uh, system however you want to to make sure to ensure that they're a U.S. citizen. Nancy Pelosi, not liking that too much. What the Republicans are doing across the country is really a 
a legislative continu continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine What's our democracy, uh, to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the, uh, the, the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy. I don't know what she's talking about. By the way, I don't know if she's gotten some more Botox or something done either, but did you see her eyebrows? Like, if you've seen any interviews with her lately, her eyebrows look a little funky, man. She has a hard time moving her face, and her eyebrows are like a half a foot above her eyes, like in the middle of her forehead. So not sure what's going on there. Not to knock. I mean, I don't do the petty criticism of stupid stuff, but it just looked a little strange. Looked a little crazy. Let's get to our guest. What do you say? What's trending today? Coming from the area of Nancy Pelosi, unfortunately, maybe not in her district, but at least the state of California, we've had this guy on. We had him on right around the holiday time uh, talking about the campaign, what he's been working on also as a, a veteran, what they're trying to do with some of the operations going on in Afghanistan. Now that we're getting into the new year, what can we do to try and focus on some of this to help out the people that need it, get the right people out, show what the heck the government's trying to do or trying to not do uh, to actually talk about this issue he is a candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state. To California. You can find him online at BradleySenate.com. Excited to have back on the program with us here, James Bradley. James, how are you, my friend? Andy, I'm doing great. How you doing? Buddy? I am living the dream. Happy New Year to you, brother. It's uh, good to get you back on. Uh, last time, we had to get you back on because last time we ran out of time, it went by way too fast with what you guys were talking about and working on with these Afghanistan issues, trying to get some of these uh, refugees out, like people that actually need it, people that need some help, people that we've just kind of deserted and said, thanks for the help for the last 20 years. Now you're on your own. Have we, I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but have you made any progress? Anything getting better? You know, I have some great news for you. And I have my good friend, Brad Parks, and he's going to share that great news. But we're still having a lot of difficulty in D.C. I did reach out to Rick Scott to see if he can lend some hand. And guess what he said? I'm dealing with January 6th, and I'm going, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everything, everything's related to January 6th, have you oh, noticed, uh, voter issues. Uh, you know, everything that was plagued the nation, even COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. So, all January well, 6th. January 6th was apparently worse than, I mean, if you listen to our, you know, our actual leaders of the country from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that, I mean, January 6th was worse than the Civil War. It was worse than Pearl Harbor. It was worse than World War One. It was worse than 9-11. I mean, it was like the most disastrous thing that we've ever had in the nation happen before, right? That's exactly what they're doing. They yeah. just have something, a little nugget to claw on, because it's been an administration of failure, continued failures. So what do they have? They have to create a division in fear into the public. That's why they continue to push up COVID with the Omicron variants and all these other malicious stuff. This is this is crimes against the United States citizens. I think that finally people that are reasonable are starting to wake up. We've had so many of those great, great JFK Democrats and non-parties say the same thing that we're saying. We've had enough. It's time for reasoning, common sense, and pragmatism. So the good thing is I have Brad on with us this time. We have some time with him, and I don't want to take any time, but Brad, are you on? I am on, sir. Yeah, Brad Parks. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, and you're out of Washington, D.C. How are you, sir? I'm actually in Dubuque, Iowa, my hometown right now. Oh, I'm you're back home. The dreams. You're you're out uh, of the actually, swamp in D.C. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, I own the Hollywood Film Festival. I'm out of L.A. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> uh, I'm, pro I'm probably your first Hollywood liberal progressive Democrat ever on your show. 
No, no, I I love having progressives on my show. And I got to be honest, we have uh, progressive candidates come on all the time to do debates and discussions. So I love it. So first off, I'm glad you came on the program and Happy New Year to you. I know you have been working with James on on some of these things with Afghanistan. So give us the lowdown. What's the good news for the year? You know, August 12th, a friend of mine, Sabarak Nasseri, called me because he his film about him as a translator in Afghanistan won the Hollywood Film Festival in 2017. And since that day, you know, 18, 20 hours a day, we've been on comms working nonstop trying to move people. And uh, what I'm witnessing, I'm, I'm just baffled by it because this isn't about right or left. This is just about right or wrong. Uh, in the chaos of what happened in the fall of Kabul, everything crashed. Systems crashed. State Department's SIV system crashed. And we just got people out. And about 50,000 of those people are good people, but they weren't people that we were supposed to get out. And so I tell people an analogy. Let's say you have two kids in your neighborhood that are your kids and eight kids around your neighborhood that like help you with the yard and fix your garage. And, then, and the parents say, hey, can you take these 10 kids to the movie theater because you owe it to them? And you do. And on the way home, you get a, an alert that there's an active shooter at the mall. Oh, my God, you race back. You get the 10 kids. You race them home. And you got your two kids and your neighbor Sally's three kids. But wait a minute. Who are these five kids? Hmm. Do you try to pretend that you got the right kids? No. You put them somewhere safe and you call the parents and you go back and you get the five kids you made promises to. Right. This is what this is about. Instead of just saying, look, we took the wrong kids. Okay, that's war zone. That happens. There's been this kind of manufactured narrative by the State Department that, you know, everything's good and we can't get them out. And we've been tracking it. And so August 27th, uh, Sabre's brothers helped me protect a couple young female journalists. And as we're pushing on the Northwest Gate, I got a call from gentleman we'll just call legend now to say hey by the way my niece is that famous journalist on your bus and you're being flanked by you know armed nds operatives friends of mine let's get there we had to fight off that bus and literally just before that a baby had been born on a second bus that became part of our bus some of the good news is that that baby finally has parole now to go to the uk and is out of afghanistan because no baby should be born in the bus and no baby should be in a firefight before it's 24 hours old Wow. And so why aren't we talking about human beings? And Legend went back. Uh, about a month later, I ran comms with him. He's the guy you've probably seen on Fox News, the American soldier that went back. I was, I was with him when he got laughed, bringing some Christian families through Torquem. And just for the record, you know, as far as he helped a lot of people get out. As far as Christians getting out, other than maybe Glenn Beck, I think Legend's gotten more out than anybody. Wow. And he takes no credit, doesn't ask for it. We don't get paid. We're all broke. Uh, because we're paying for this stuff. I've got 30 families I feed and send wood to and try to keep alive. And, you know, I'll tell you, our flight went to State Department November 5th. The Qataris were going to call to say passports weren't needed, and the State Department wouldn't take the call. That's when I got mad. So we're doing the work. We keep our mouth shut. You know, we don't publicize it. I don't go on the media uh, because that's not the job. And one thing that James and I, when we met, <laughs> we disagree on probably 80% of things political, <laughs> saving lives. We agree on it. Sure. That's something Amen. we do. Now, in our nation, we don't do this. We don't do this. We don't make up false narrative. We take responsibility. And, uh, hell, we haven't talked about counterterrorism. We haven't talked about whether it's a failed nation state. I just don't get it. Uh, well, so it's frustrating. You're right, because, I mean, there yeah. there's one universal thing that should happen, and, and it, the fact that it is happening with you guys is amazing, and I know it's happening with other people as well, is that there's one universal unity here, and that is, again, regardless of political uh, points, it's 
saving human lives. It's humanity just in general, just having compassion for someone if they're being stuck in a terrible situation that we put them in by actually doing something like this. So the fact that you guys are working together is amazing. And the fact that we're getting these people out is great. And the fact that they're not talking about it in D.C. is the big concern here. Are you making ground with that, though? Are they starting to admit, oh, wait a second, yeah, we did mess up, or oh, yeah, there are still people there. I know it's not good ops for the government right now, as the Biden administration is struggling with the ops uh, for on a lot of different issues, but are they starting to admit, hey, maybe we did mess up and we need to go in and help some more people get out? Uh, not really. So we've turned to other countries. Uh, in fact, we're going back. And part of what the James can talk about, the coalition that that we're working with now. And there are a bunch of other coalitions we're working with. Afghan EVAC coalition is not one of them. Uh, I just am not part of it because I don't think that, that coalition's purpose is to evacuate Afghans. I think it's to create an area about what we did or didn't do. Yeah. Uh, but we're going back and we're trying to raise money. We do have parole now from two other nations that are willing to accept a few thousand Afghans. We have planes, we have people, and now we just need money because none of this is cheap. And those nations have even offered uh, work visas and housing and a future life in a Muslim country where people will fit in and have a great life. Yeah. And I, I built the workforce plan with Iowa for years ago. And what, what stuns me is those 50,000 people that we just got out of there, which is a human thing to do, they weren't the pilots or mechanics or you know, judges. We left like 50,000 highly skilled people we trained and spent millions of dollars on there that would be a great part of our economy here. Sure. And now, because we don't want to talk about it, they're going to other countries. Wow. What are we thinking? Yeah, missed opportunities on that one. Yeah. we got to take a break here yeah, in just a second. Exactly. We're talking with James Bradley, a candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of California, BradleySenate.com, along with Brad Parks. When we come back, we got to take a hard break here, but when we come back, I want to ask you guys about moving forward, how many people are left over there, and what is the process to try and get people out? Because I can only imagine, as the window's closing, that it's getting harder and harder to communicate, getting harder and harder to try and get them out and do what we can to try and smuggle them out of the nation. So we'll talk about that when we come back as well. That's my way too fast. Fastest hour of radio on radio all over the place. we got lots more coming up here on The Voice of Reason. Plus, we got some more election stuff. We have some national polls on issues. What are your priorities going into the new year? We'll try and touch on all that and more coming up here. It's The Voice of Reason for Monday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much all over the country. Growing like a weed. 2022 is our year, baby. Midterm elections coming up. Political issues left and right. It's frustrating. It's sad because in when you break everything all down to the bare minimum, it's the same argument every single day. But yet, you know... Conservative principles, constitutional values, however you want to look at it, just family values. I don't really care. Then it's all the same. It's all the same. We talk about the three pillars of conservatism, and we'll continue to promote that going into the midterms again as well. Super excited to have our two guests on the air right now. Kind of our roundtable going on. James Bradley, he's candidate for U.S. Senate out of the state of California. BradleySenate.com. Which Brad, I gotta, or James, I gotta ask you real quickly. Uh, I mean, California. Obviously, uh, politically wise leans a little bit on the other end there. Have you seen? I know you're out knocking doors, talking to people running for uh, the big race, obviously. What is the response on the street right now? Is it? Uh, I bet it's kind of an interesting political land, uh, landscape right now. Yeah, despite uh, Nancy and Adam Schiff, I think well, they're ready. I think there's so many closeted, closet conservatives now. In fact, I, I'm hoping to win over Brad Parks. <laughs> hey, he's, he's trying. He's, he's my hard progressive. <laughs> he's right. Which I got to say, Brad. I know you said you work with the uh, uh, the, the what'd you say the Hollywood Music Festivals. I, I own. The, I bought the Hollywood Film Festival seven years ago. You bought the Hollywood Film big, Festival. We, we, yeah, we had our big last global event end of 2019, and big thing in Variety Magazine. We're excited to go globally. I have, I have partners in 70 nations, film institutes, and then COVID. Oh, my gosh. How cool. I would love, love to get out there to see that one of these days. That would be really neat. Maybe we'll have to get out there and broadcast the show out there sometime. Yeah, and that's I keep politics out of it. That's about, I call it light of the world. That's quite okay. And we want dialogue. I show conservative films. I show liberal films. I show films about human beings. Yeah. What I don't show is films about this horrible mess I'm watching right now. I know Constitution is a big part of your show. Man, these Afghans that fought for us for 20 years. Yeah. When they say Joe Biden or Donald Trump, they call it the Joe Biden or the Donald mm-hmm. Trump because they view the president as almost part of the Constitution, which we sold to them like crack for 20 years while they served their interests. Yeah. And then we just left. Yeah, and that's the weird part. I, my own country. That's that's the issue. I mean, right now we're dealing with a couple, I think, uh, deeper level issues when it comes to this. Number one is that when you desert someone after them dedicating their life and putting their life on the line literally to help you out in their country by giving you intel, training up with your stuff, trying to promote the ideas that you're selling them, and then you desert them, you're kind of breeding a whole other generation of people that really, really don't like the country, number one. Number two, if you're trying to teach them about constitutional values or about individual sovereignty or the fact that you have the right to start a business you have the right to live your life without the government telling you what to do and you're promoting these things and then you just walk away all the ideals that you just taught them about the good things for the last 20 years where they grew up with that mindset they're now questioning wait a second is this really good because obviously it didn't work out for me in the end here 
Well, people ask, why did Legend go back? His niece had a huge following as a journalist, female journalist in Afghanistan. She never knew Afghanistan in her 20 years the way it was. She knew the future she had. And she was an advocate for women's rights, human rights, freedoms. And suddenly, those are all stolen from her. And then we didn't even go get her. Yeah. Uh, she's out now, but she's still not in America. And she's safe. But, uh, you know, they wanted to kill her. I mean, there were, there were engagements with the Taliban multiple times keeping our people safe. Uh, and that's not my job. I mean, I quit doing this nonsense a long time ago. Right. But uh, when you take the oath, you take it for life. And so Legend went back and did what he did to get his family safe. And now the people that helped her, they're still there. In fact, Cindy McCain's buses, when they were at the Taliban checkpoint on the 27th, I got a call from the DOD line. Hey, can you help them? It was our family's people that went, Sabres Brothers, went into that Taliban checkpoint and handed a phone to that driver to make sure those seven buses full of girls got into the camp. And then we didn't get in. Wow. These aren't refugees. These are heroes, and these are our brothers and sisters we have just left behind, yeah. and it's just shameful. It is. We got just about a minute left here before we have to kind of wrap things up. But how many are still over there that we that need help, and how many are you in contact with right now? I have about two thousand people on my personal board. There are about sixty thousand that should be out of there, and there's still some LPRs and very few AMSITs left. But you know, maybe James, can you tell them what the website is, and we could use some help going to get them. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're trying to raise at least 200000 so reach out to your listening audience. This is doable. We're looking at moving some some families out of there ASAP. Uh, so the website is alliedrescuecoalition.org, alliedrescuecoalition.org. You'll get a chance to see what we're doing. And I tell you, my brother Brad has been working 24-7, so we, we need to give him a break and also legend. Yeah. So. Go to the website, read on it, donate what you can. Every every penny you can, send it to us because we're doing the job that the administration should be doing. Yeah, and making it happen. Happening on the private level. You guys are doing it. God bless both of you. Brad Parks, appreciate it. My friend James Bradley, I appreciate it very much. We'll get you guys both on the show again here real soon. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Appreciate that very much. Great information. Lots more coming up throughout this week. Until then, podcast up in just a little bit. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio again. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.